This is why we have the best fans in the world. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction and Harry Styles podcast. I'm Lucia. And I'm Caitlin. And this is our 155th episode of Talk Direction. And today we have a very special guest joining us. Welcome back to the podcast, Steph. Hello. (laughs) Thanks for having me. (laughs) Do you remember what number episode you were on before? Um, no. (laughs) I mean, we barely remember what episode we're on now. That's true. Maybe do you remember the month it was? I want to say it was about a year ago. Okay. That's the last time you were on? No, oh, the last time. No, 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 no. The first time I was on. Oh, because we also talked about Anna. Oh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) You've been on twice. Wait, so this is your third time on the podcast. Yes. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So just so all the listeners know, um, I, Lucia, am a bit of a mess today because I live in California and we have fires going on all over the place. I'm totally safe uh, from fires where I live, but the smoke is really bad. The air quality is really bad. So I feel kind of sick um, and I'm just a bit out of it. Um, So if... uh, if if it seems like I am, then that's why. <laughs> yes. Um, but how are you guys doing today? I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am also okay. I'm I'm pretty good. I was telling you guys earlier I bought tickets for Spice Girls, so that's exciting. <laughs> that's really fun. Yes. <laughs> that is so exciting today. Uh, exciting. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, we're a bit of a mess, aren't we? We really are. I, I, I love, like, though, that I'm not hosting, so I can just, like, let this train wreck just do whatever uh, it wants, and I don't <laughs> have to be the one to, to clean it up. I feel like I already want to start over, because... No, you're doing I great. Trying, I was trying to say something, and I was reading the doc, so I said today. <laughs> so? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Steph was talking about seeing the Spice Girls, and I was like, oh, that's so fun today. <laughs> Lord, okay. <clears throat> um, today we are doing a song discussion on a Nile song called Mirrors, which I'm very excited for. I think Mirrors is one of my favorite songs off the album. Really? Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. I think, like, Mirrors and Slow Hands are my favorites. Wow. I'm glad. Yeah. This is why we called Stefan, too, by the way. Not just because we like her, but because she has expertise. Because <laughs> um, she's a big Nile stan. And so, yeah, that's also why she's here, which is exciting. Because, like, you know, like, on this podcast, we lean more hairy. Although, you know, with Lucia. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, it's more balanced somehow, so in some ways. But it's good to have someone who's like the biggest fan of the guy that we're discussing the songs of, because you'll just have all that knowledge that maybe we don't pick up on all the time, you know? 
Yeah. Well, yes. it's impossible to follow all five of them, right? So you kind of yeah. have to pick one and learn everything about that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, Steph, you would say that Niall's your favorite, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so before we get to that, um, we do have a Patreon that you can find at patreon.com slash talkdirection, where we do Talk Direction Download, which is an extra 30-minute episode um, where we'll sort of discuss like extra things, things we don't want to necessarily talk about on the main podcast. Ooh. So that's usually a fun time. Um, and this week's TDDL is probably going to be <laughs> a bit ranty. Um, <laughs> if you're into that sort of thing, <laughs> definitely tune in. Um, and we also do um, videos. So the last couple of videos we've ed- um, put up, um, I posted a little vlog of when I went on a trip to Portland. And Caitlin just posted a video um, about carving pumpkins. And I haven't watched it yet because she literally posted it like minutes before we started talking. Yes. But I'm looking forward to watching that. Thanks. And yeah, so <laughs> um, getting into news, we have a couple of brief news items this week. Um, I first wanted to just say that we're going to be discussing Harry's interview with Timothy Chalamet next week. So stay tuned for that. We are discussing it. Um, we wanted to do like a full episode on that since we have a lot of thoughts. Um, and and we have a surprise guest who you guys have heard before. It's going to be very exciting and you'll all be very excited. Trust me. <laughs> um, yeah. And then um, there is some talk about Louis potentially debuting a new single next month. There was a video, uh, a fan video, where um, I think they asked him uh, and he said that he was putting out a new single next month. So it's not like official. But it seems pretty likely, right? Yeah. Because we thought he would perform on The X Factor, and it seems like he would perform a new song. Yeah. So that's pretty exciting. Um, I cannot wait. Um, And then lastly, we have a bit of Zayn news. So Zayn is in the upcoming issue of British Vogue. And we're also going to talk about that a bit next week because we don't actually have the full article yet. Um, and then also Zayn tweeted on November 3rd, um, that his album is on the way. Um, he tweeted, um, I hear you guys. I know you want a date for the album and I do too. The label is holding me back, but I promise I am doing everything I can to get my music to you. Thank you. You will hear from me soon. So that's kind of interesting. I don't know. As someone who doesn't follow Zayn super closely, um, like I wasn't even aware that there was like label stuff going on I don't know if anyone was but Mm -hmm. um it sounds like he's trying to get his album out and there's some you know stuff yeah I wonder what that is and like clearly he's upset if you're like going enough to like tweet about it and be like "Mm, the label is messing up yeah definitely so that is interesting um but hopefully that means his album's coming out soon um Mm -hmm. and that's really it for news this week um we are gonna get right on into our main discussion we're doing our our continuing our nile november and talking about the song mirrors um and mirrors is the 12th track on nile's debut solo album flicker which was released on october 20th and it was written by nile jamie scott mike needle and daniel Breyer. Um, Niall did vocals and guitar, 
Um, background vocals were Mike Needle and Jamie Scott. And we have Julian Bonetta doing guitars, bass guitar, and keyboards. Um, and then there's these two people, Ian Franzino and Andrew Haas, who are actually a songwriting and production duo. Um, and their, like, production name is, is After Hours, but Hours is spelled, like, H-R-S. Um, and they've actually worked on a lot of 1D songs, as well as Miss You by Louis. Um, and they did the production on this album, and they also contributed keyboards, drums, bass guitar, and regular guitar. Um, and yeah, so, sorry, I'm like out of breath because (laughs) all the smoke, like my lungs are struggling. So, um, we actually heard this song and I'll perform this song on his tour, um, before his album was released. And I thought this song, I think a lot of fans thought it was called, um, I Need Love. And it was really only in the last, um, couple weeks that I was finally able to stop calling it that um, because I was like really? writing the dog for this episode. <laughs> yeah, because like when I first heard the song, that's what I thought it was called. And so it just like cemented into my brain. And then the chorus of the song, they just repeat, I need love. So like I always think that that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like that's one of the things that happens when you um, release a song before like, you know, you, you, you perform a song before releasing it. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, what was you guys' first time listening to it? Let's go to Steph first. Um, so my first time listening to it, I listened to a live stream of the Dublin Flicker session. So his first show, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was listening to it uh, incognito at my desk at oh work. My God. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, and then I listened to it um, one more time. So I downloaded the whole live set and then I listened to it on my drive home one more time and then that was it until the album came out um oh wow. I liked it yeah <laughs> I know I can't believe the willpower I had that is amazing yeah I know <laughs> um but I really liked it um like I I found it musically very powerful I like the big guitar and big drums in it um I like the lyrics I just I thought it was interesting lyrically and sort of different than what I expected from Niall mm-hmm. um, and kind of different than other 1D stuff that had come out in the past. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I really, I really liked it. Yeah. And did he, did you listen? So when he, when he did that show, he played like a bunch of songs from the new album, right? Or did he play the full album? He played the full album. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and what was, do you remember, like, do you remember where this song like ranked for you? Like at that point? It was probably... Um, close to my favorite at that time. Yeah. That one stuck out for me, and I remember Paper Houses really sticking out for me. Yeah. Yeah. Where did it fall in the um, set list for that show? Because I'm wondering if I... Because I think I missed the first couple songs. It was close to the end. Okay, I then think, I would have heard it. I think it was right before the encore. Okay. Mm. Caitlin, do you remember your first time listening to it? Well, it must have been during that live stream, because I know I watched it. So it must have been then. I don't know. I guess we didn't know the names of the songs or anything. So I don't specifically remember hearing it, though. And the audio quality, though, wasn't good of that thing either, right? Like, it wasn't great audio quality. No, because it was a Periscope that I was watching. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And then it doesn't stand out to me. Like, some of the other ones stand out to me, like, when when the studio versions came as well. But that one just in particular doesn't stand out to me. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't really know. 
Yeah, I didn't listen to the um, live stream, but I did listen to it after it had happened. I listened to some live versions, like some live stuff on YouTube before I got the album. And I remember, I definitely remember hearing this one. It like stood out to me, um, particularly the chorus. I remember really liking it. Um, this one, I think Flickr um, were the ones that I remember liking a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Part of the problem is that the audio quality was so bad on all of the recordings. So, like, yeah. I yeah. didn't want to listen to them a ton because I because they like wasn't great audio. So I kind of listened to them a little bit, um, but for the most part, I did. I also waited till the album came out um, before I like really delved in. But the ones that I listened to like more than once was definitely Flicker in this one. I think, if I remember correctly. Um, and then, <clears throat> so we got the, how, do you remember how long it was between when we heard these live versions and we got the album? It was like a good couple months, right? Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. His, the album didn't come out until November. Yeah. His album came out October 20th and his Dublin show was like And by November, I mean October. <laughs> 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 I should have uh, just let you speak. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Yeah, so he, it was like two months later. Yeah, and when you finally yeah. got your hands on the album, um, do you remember, like, how you listened to it? Do you have, like, a ritual when you listen to a new album? Like, what do you normally do? I listened to it all in order, and yeah. I did not let myself skip to the new stuff, no yeah. matter how much <laughs> I wanted to skip this town. <laughs> yeah, I remember that being such a weird phenomenon when we got Niall's album, because... We'd had this town for so long, and then it was on that album, and I was like, wait, isn't this a really old song? I know. (laughs) And it's not even that I don't, like, I like that song, but for a long time, it was the only song of his that we had, and Mm -hmm. so I would just listen to it on repeat. Yeah. (laughs) Do you think Liam's songs that he's put out, like, Strip That Down, will that still be on his album, or do you think, like, that's also one of the songs that he feels like? Oh, I don't know. Sort of long ago for him now. I would be shocked if Strip That Down I'd be, was on his album. Yeah, I'd be surprised if it was. I feel like if he had put out his album in, what was it, September or something that he yeah, originally yeah. said, then it would have been. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he's reworking it all now, probably not. Interesting. Because, like, with Niall, this town came out, when, in 2016? Yeah. Like, fall. So it was, like, a year before his album came out. Yeah. Yeah. And when was stripped that down out last fall? No, it was uh it was right after Slow Hands, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, doesn't that come out at the same I think it was in April or May oh, yeah. wow. of twenty seventeen. So yeah. it's like a year and a half at least. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I know it's been out for a while. But then again, that's the one he's known for and you hear that on the radio, so would that help his album do better to put on a song that more people know? Oh, maybe. I don't really know but, how that works. I don't know. Because the people who like it would have already bought it on iTunes, right? So Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think I already said this on the, our last episode, but I saw um, Troy Sivan in concert, and I was trying to convert um, some people to be fans of Harry. And <laughs> we were talking about all of the boys in general, and, um, and the one guy was like... Um, 
was like, oh, I like Niall Horan. And then uh, his boyfriend was like, oh, yeah, I love that Niall song, Strip That Down. Oh, no. <laughs> <was> like, no. <laughs> Can you imagine Niall singing Strip That Down? Well, that's what it that made me think. Fun. And I was like, oh, my God. Can you imagine? Slow hand Strip That Down mashup, though, would be pretty cool. Yes. Yes. I need that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I, like, so I don't remember when I first listened to the studio, like, to this whole studio album, but typically what I do when a new album comes out is I like to listen to it all in one go. Like, I'll usually put headphones on and just, like, play the album from start to finish. So I'm sure I did that with this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely, yeah, I definitely feel like um, Mirrors, I almost called it I Need Love Again. Um, I definitely feel like <laughs> that one was, like, one of my favorites right away, and it still is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, do you guys remember what your opinions on it were when you first heard it on the album? What, Mirrors? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> I, I, guess, I guess it just, I think, like, there were some that stood out to me and some that I sort of grouped together, and I think that was one of the ones that didn't stand out as much as, like, Paper Houses, Slow Hands, like, On the Loose, and, yeah. uh, like, what's it called? Fire Away. Mm. I think those ones, like, were more prominent in my head. It was maybe because, like, they were the more mid-tempo ones, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Like the tide and mirrors. Is that, that's the right, I'm saying them correctly, right? I mean, the the tide tide is a song. Yeah. Oh, no. I shouldn't even be on this episode. I should just leave it to you guys. No. I feel like those ones just got more grouped to me as like, they didn't stand out as much. Not that I didn't like them, but there was like certain ones that like, I've remembered, like, on my own. I distinctly remember that one. I was like, okay, I know this mm. is going to be one of my favorites. Yeah. But I know that wasn't the case for everyone else because, like, I saw a ton of people being super positive about the mirror. Or not about the mirror. God. <laughs> about mirrors. So, um, like, I, I guess that was something I remembered from it. Yeah. Um, Steph, do you remember when you first heard it on the album what you thought of it? Like, uh uh-uh. Yes, I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you remember, like, do you remember if you if you had, like, had, you know, in your mind, like, what it sounded like live and then hearing it in the studio yes. version? Like, did you notice a big difference in what, what kind of um, things did you notice? I mean, I was, like, I don't want to say I was disappointed, but it was so good in the live version. And then, yeah. I mean, we've talked about this a lot. I don't know how it falls. His album falls a little flat on the production. And I think... Yeah this is one of those songs where that is especially apparent um, because mm-hmm. it does have all those big guitars and big drums. Um, the Tide is another one where the studio version, I think, falls kind of flat. Yeah. Um, but I was still really happy with it. I mean, it's always good to have a high-quality version of a song you like. <clears throat> Harry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I was happy with it. Yeah. yeah, I know. We've kind of talked about this, like, we've, like, t- talked about this, like, enough. But, um it's definitely one of those songs as well as like the rest on Niall's album that I also love so much more alive. Um, and I think, you know, that definitely had an effect on how we all felt about Niall's album, because if we hadn't heard those live versions, I think I would, at least I would have felt 
like 100% positive about the album because I yeah. didn't have anything to compare it to and I wasn't expecting anything. But because I had heard those songs live and I was so, I thought they were so incredible, they did like, then the actual album versions were like not quite as good as the live versions. Yeah. <laughs> but like, that's not a dig at Nile. Like some of my favorite artists, I think it, I think it really speaks. I mean, it's definitely partially the production. I think he could have done that a bit differently. But I think it also speaks to, like, uh, an artist who's who's so good live. And, like, Niall is someone yeah. who's been touring for his whole life, basically. <laughs> like, since he's been, you know, since he was a teenager, he's been touring. Um, and so he's really good at, like, p- playing his songs live. Um, and, like, my one of my other favorite artists is Brandi Carlile. And I think she's, like like, top five most amazing singers in the world. But her songs, her studio versions of her songs are, like, not nowhere near as good as she is live. Um, not because anything bad about her, but she's just, like, so good live. Um, and I feel that way about Niall, because, like, when I've gone to his shows, he's just, like, so fun to see live, and, like, mm-hmm. I feel like his voice just translates a lot better in that environment. Yeah, I bet if, like, he didn't start with live shows, we would have had a different experience. Just like yeah. we got such a high bar right away. Yeah. That we were like, that's what we want. And then it was just like different than what we were used to. And like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So this one, he, I have an interesting fact. Um, oh, excellent. He almost didn't put it on that album. He didn't really? like his first go of it. And then oh. they, it, this was the last one. He re-recorded it and then it made it. Wow. I know. <laughs> that would be so sad if it wasn't on the album. I know, because we'd never even know it existed, right? Yeah. Just, unless he played it live, I guess. Like, he yeah. didn't so long, but, yeah. Right. That would have so been so many people mean. loved it initially. <laughs> I know. <laughs> if we had, like, if he had played it live, and then we'd be like, we'll never get the studio version of that song. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's yeah. really interesting. Do you... Do you know why he was not wanting to put it on? Uh, he didn't, when they first recorded it, he didn't like the production of it. He thought it sounded, in his words, like crap. Um. <laughs> oh, I remember, I remember him yeah. saying this now. Yeah, yeah. and then he, uh, I guess they re-recorded it. Wow. I don't know what his reasoning is in deciding that he was going to re-record this one and put it on the album and not do anything with so long, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but like why what if that what if that version we actually like better like because he said it was crap that probably mm. meant there were mistakes which is what we all want <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, we just want his album to be full of errors <laughs> well like all those like little things that make yeah, it I seem know. live you know <laughs> yeah yeah i'm not sure um but i think he kind of knows that now um the way he's talking about doing his next album. Yeah, it's interesting that a lot of the people Niall works with are people who um, were involved with a lot of One Direction stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like, obviously, Julian Bonetta and Jamie Scott are huge songwriters um, on most of the Wendy albums. Um, and then this mm-hmm. production duo, um, After Hours as well, uh, did a lot of Wendy songs. So I wonder, like... I wonder who he's going to be working with for the next album. Yeah. Yeah. That's- yeah. I don't know. Because, like, we've seen Harry still with Jeff Basker. Mm-hmm. I feel like 
I would love to see Jeff Basker work with Niall. Just to, I feel like because he oh, produced yeah. it, he made that live sounding sound. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I like Julian Benetta quite a lot, and, and I actually also really like Jamie Scott. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not very familiar. So the other people who wrote on this song were Mike Needle and Daniel Breyer, who I'm actually not very familiar with. Yeah, me neither. Um, yeah, I don't really know who they are. And then I'm not really familiar with these After Hours people either, except the songs they worked on with, with 1D, and I guess they um, produced Miss You as well, which is so interesting because Miss You is also like one of my favorite songs. Um Wait, who produced Missed You? Um, Andrew Haas and Ian Franzino. Don't um, know them. Yeah, so they they write and produce songs like as a duo under the name After Hours. Okay. Yeah, and they produced a lot of 1D songs. Okay. Um, yeah, and yeah. Miss You um, as well. Nice. Um, Steph, how many times have you seen Niall live? Um... <laughs> <laughs> You're a big concert person. Steph goes to a lot of yes. shows. Yes, she does. Um, <laughs> um, wow. I think. Wow. I, him, I know. <laughs> I saw him seven on the world tour. Um, uh-huh. I saw two and then I saw him on one of those radio shows. Oh, yeah. Yes, wow. but I saw a bunch of, I yeah, I went a little overboard on Flickr world tour. <laughs> <laughs> But that's okay. The shows were great, so it was worth it. <laughs> yeah. Which tour do you prefer? Like the first one or the second one? I liked the second one. Really? Um, I mean, the first. So the first one was fun. All venues were great. Um, mm-hmm. and I mean, I'm super biased. I saw like good shows from Flipper World. We right. Dublin, and I was at Red Rocks. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, yeah. But I just, the scale of it was good, and it still, it felt like, a, he does a good job of making everybody in the audience feel like they're at the front. He really um, does. So even, you know, with big, out, I think he also works well with people who are famous, mm-hmm. some sort of smaller kind of amphitheaters are good. I mean, his music works really nicely in a small club, um, but the outdoor amphitheaters, they work very, very well, um, especially as he gets more into doing a little bit more upbeat stuff. Um, his Bruce Springsteen yeah. cover was awesome in the outdoor oh, venue, right? Yes. Um, so, yeah, I, yeah. I liked I liked them both, uh, but I did prefer the world tour. Yeah. Yeah, I saw him. I only caught one show for each tour, which I, well, I forget who I was saying this to, but I was talking about how, like, okay, next time Niall tours um, and next time Harry tours, like, I'm going to multiple shows. Like, there's no way I'm only yeah. going to catch one. But then I had to kind of remind myself and be like, the reason you didn't go to multiple shows last time wasn't because you didn't want to. It's because you don't have, like, a ton of money. So Yeah, it's yeah. super not cheap, that's for sure. <laughs> it's really not. But I'm definitely going to try to go to, like, at least two of each tour. Mm-hmm. Like, when Niall comes back, like, I want to at least go to two shows because I have the luxury of living somewhere where um people often do two shows so like I think Niall didn't do two here but like he did one in LA which I can drive to LA in like seven hours um and then when Harry toured he did Sacramento and San Jose which are both about an hour from me so like I should have gone to both of those um (laughs) but (laughs) but yeah I only saw him once I only saw Niall once on each tour and I also can't quite remember. I mean, I'm someone who, in general, I prefer smaller venues and smaller audiences. And the first, the Flickr tour, um, I saw Niall at the Masonic in San Francisco, which is like 
maybe my favorite venue ever. So it's hard to say which one I liked better because I also think he does so good, um, like in outdoor venues and the mm-hmm. world tour he did, I saw him at the shoreline. Um, and we got oh, nice. on seats. Um, yeah. which like, I feel like you need a very specific, well, for me, like oftentimes like being on the lawn can be like annoying because <laughs> you're like really far away. But for Niall, yeah. it was so perfect. We like made a little picnic and I went with like a group of people. Um, and it was just like such a good time. And he did such a good job at that venue. Like, yeah, like you said like making people feel like they're up close. Like I definitely felt like that. Yeah. He's, he's really good live. It's, I mean, Harry is an experience. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I came out of my Harry shows and I hugged Martha and I told her that Harry was my favorite. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was like, she's like, I should have gone like, But Niall's shows are really fun. I mean, Harry's on this other one. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and Caitlin, you missed his world tour, right? Because you were trout. You were like in, yeah. in London, and then you were here, and like the timing didn't add up. Well, I went to his show in London. Oh, okay. but I missed the one here, so I only ended up going to one Nile show. Wow. Yeah, but the Brixton Which... show was awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it was amazing. But wait, was that his world tour or the first tour? It... That was his world tour. It was weird though because it was in a small venue. So he did the world tour show, but in a small venue. It was yeah, it was still yeah. an indoor venue. Yeah. It wasn't an outdoor one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that is interesting. It would have been really cool to go to an outdoor one and like sit on the lawn and stuff. And I think too, next time we'll know that if he does do those outdoor venues, like they don't sell out. So there's no reason if you just want a lawn seat, you should just like buy it for 10 bucks day of because that's yeah. how cheap they were going for. Like yeah. I can't imagine next tour Niall's gonna be like, the seats are all just going to be gone, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think that, like, when I was at the Brixton Academy, when I saw Niall, like, I was near the front, but then, like, I went in to the back and joined, like, Steph and some other people. And it was way better back there because, like, we just had room to dance. Right. And I think, like, at the bigger venues, that would be true, too. Like, what you said about being on the lawn, like, that would be really fun. And especially if you're experiencing it with people, then I feel like that's really nice for a Nile concert yeah yeah I feel like um this song in particular mirrors is such a fun song to hear live as well because it has that like loud chorus that you can kind of shout like sing along to and like those are my favorite songs to experience live because like oftentimes on the quieter songs I do tend to sing along to like every song when I'm at a show but like oftentimes on like quieter songs like sometimes I'll get annoyed if the audience is singing too loud because I'm like shut up I want to hear the artist but if songs they're like, screaming it if they're yeah. singing it it's okay but if they're <laughs> screaming it people just scream the lyrics without tune and I'm yeah. like okay calm down but this yeah. song is nice because it lets you yell along and it still sounds good and like it just has mm-hmm. that it has a very cathartic feeling to it I think yeah I agree with that I'm curious it's because good you've seen too because oh sorry go ahead we Oh, I was just going to say, I'm curious since you've gone to so many live shows, if you notice like a difference um, with this song or like if there were shows that it was like better or worse or if it was pretty like uniform. Oh, that's funny because that's, I was going to say, um, <laughs> in the European leg, uh, he didn't close the show on this one. 
he had oh. it was the last song before the finale. He switched the placement on my own. So mm-hmm. his last He closed the show with this one on the American tour? Yeah. Yeah, he Whoa. changed it and he closed the show with it. Uh, but I thought that it actually worked. I was very skeptical of that. Because I was like, uh, really? on my own is your show closer. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, no, I think he made a good decision. So obviously he knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. This one is so loud and powerful. And and it mm-hmm. is a fan favorite. And I think he knows that. Um, mm-hmm. So people get really into it. I know I did. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got very into it at a couple shows. <laughs> yeah, so, me too. Yeah. Is someone doing something with plastic? Yeah, that's me. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's extremely loud. <laughs> sorry. Eating a chip. Um, no, I was reaching into my Rolo bag oh. of those little chocolate Rolos. <laughs> All right. Well, is there anything else you want to say before we get into lyrics and all that? Um, oh, no? I have one item. Yes, please. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So he did, used to do this little speech before mirrors on Flickr sessions. You guys remember that where he would talk yes, about yeah. him? Yes, yeah. He would talk about his writing protest and mm-hmm. girl in the cafe and da 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 So he did a really cool speech in Toronto on Flickr sessions where he said, um, like, he explained his writing process, and he talked about how there's a lot of, like, young ladies who struggle within themselves. Mm-hmm. In Toronto, he said, like, young ladies and young guys and young people or people in general. He just kept, like, correcting himself. Oh, um, nice. <laughs> and, and I, like, I really liked that because he kind of, he always speaks a lot about it being for young ladies, but that time in particular, he just kind of took the time to fix his wording and realize that it wasn't just, young women that struggle and connect with his music yeah he was was conscious of that and tried to be inclusive and i don't know i really appreciate that yes (laughs) that's cool yeah yeah that's really cool that's all (laughs) good for niall yeah he needs to get more credit for being political yeah everyone's all about this hairy political stuff but niall is too yeah he really is (laughs) yeah i like that he said that i mean it's funny because we'll get into this as we do the the lyrical analysis but the song is one of those that has, like, a really interesting perspective because it does that thing where, like, in the chorus, it sounds, you know, he's singing from a, um, uh, you know, he's singing as if as if he's talking about himself because he says, like, I need love. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And then in all the verses, he's talking about, like, someone else. Mm-hmm. And I think you're supposed to, you know, the way he's talked about the song is that he sort of created, like, you know, this this sort of fictional story based on this girl that he saw um but you know you're supposed to sort of feel like the chorus is is you know what the girl is thinking but um whenever I hear it I always just feel like that's what Niall's feeling and thinking um yeah because he's saying it yeah, sort of from his own perspective but it's a very interesting structure of a song to like sort of change from like she to I yeah I feel like it gives you a lot of like room for interpretation and stuff mm-hmm All right, so the first verse we have, she closed the door, she hides behind the face nobody knows, she feels her skin touch the floor, she wants to fight, her eyes are tired, nobody's on her side, she wants to feel like she did before. 
And I also actually meant to say before I started getting to the lyrics, um, <laughs> I know we like mentioned it briefly, but for anyone who doesn't know, Niall has spoken about the writing of this song and how he was inspired because he um, saw this girl who looked kind of like alone. She looked alone. She looked kind of sad and like feeling down. Um, and this like waiter came up and made her laugh out loud. And he remembers like hearing her laugh and feel better. And then he was inspired to write this song. And he talked about how like some songs um, you write from your own life experience and then some you kind of create a story and it seems like this is one that he sort of created a story um around this girl and also like you know he was he talks about like as we were saying young ladies um <laughs> and people in general um feeling alone and stuff so um just a little background mm-hmm. um anyways what do you guys think of this first verse um, I liked the watery guitar echo sounds is how I described it. Uh-huh. Um, and I just get a real like image from this verse. Like I really picture someone like coming home after a long day and sort of like deflating against their door and kind of removing like the mask or like the costume that they wear all day. And like they're kind of letting go. And I don't know. I, I get a real visual from that. And I think like his, writing does that I guess yeah yeah I agree with that you get the picture like he's very good at painting the picture in the beginning of this story right he tells you Mm -hmm. right away that um this well female first of all because she is basically starting off every line um she's hiding she's tired she doesn't you know she doesn't necessarily feel comfortable within herself um, can you guys hear my dog howling in the background? A little bit. <laughs> uh, where was I? Yeah, she doesn't feel comfortable within herself. Um, and then he puts in this, she wants to feel like she did before. So it's interesting that he's taking notes in the past. Like she can always feel this way, but she might mm-hmm. be in a funk or something like that. I like, I don't know. It's so yeah. very much. Yeah. <laughs> I found it interesting that he is like tired and I feel like a lot of times that's mm-hmm. sort of like almost a euphemism for depression. Yes. Yeah, especially um, with the nobody's on her side right after it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But like I love the line she wants to fight though cuz it gives you like there's that flicker of hope there. Yeah. Um where like she does want to fight and she wants to carry on but she's feeling really defeated at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A flicker of hope. Did you use that on purpose? <laughs> Yes, I did use that on purpose. <laughs> Thank you for noticing. You said it so casually, I wasn't sure. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think of the line, she feels her skin touch the floor? Because I feel like that was a big one where people talked about it. Yeah, well, I remember you and Kara talking about this line, and then I can't remember if we were talking about it on Twitter or where, but we ended up with this story about this song where it was about an alien woman. <laughs> Yes, I remember what that. it feels like. <laughs> and like, like she unzips she, her skin yeah. and it like falls away. And she's like sad. She's like an alien. She's sad, and she like comes home and like yeah, unzips her human skin and lets it fall to the floor. <laughs> it reminds me of Nagini in Harry Potter when she's oh, pretending yeah. to be Bathilda Bagshot, and she like the skin falls away and it's a snake. Oh my god! What if the song's about? Oh my Nagini? god. <laughs> But, 
like, is is it supposed to be she just like has bare feet, or like is it supposed to be like she's taking off the mask and she's sort of like removing like the skin that she was wearing to be like more vulnerable? Um, like, I didn't. I don't. I don't, I don't take know. it metaphorically like that. I took it like she's kind of leaning back against the door of yeah. her washer or oh, whatever, like, like, like sliding down. down it's the floor. That's that's how I took it. Um, but I uh, like the metaphorical analysis of maybe you know she's taking off. Shows the world. or that she's an alien i you know don't know yeah. there's an artist that i follow on instagram i forget who it is but uh she does a lot of art where it's like devils in like women costumes so they're like devils oh. when they're but when they're out and about they're like they have like women like the body of a woman on and then they get home and they like unzip it i think it's just supposed to be that like women are like powerful devil beasts and like underneath we're not like <laughs> Like, we've got this inner, like, devil in us. I don't know. In a good way. Like, in right. a powerful way. Not, right. not in, like, a negative way. Yeah. Yeah, I always took took that line to mean she kind of sinks to the ground. Like, yeah. you know, she closes uh. the door. She, like, leans against it and then, like, sinks to the floor. Because um, she's, yeah, feeling defeated and sad. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I really enjoy this verse, and like you guys said, I think it does a really good job of painting a picture for you. Um, and he fits, he honestly squeezes a lot into this little verse um, about what's happening, because like, yeah, he you does. have like, the, right? Like, you have the descriptions of like, what's happening, but then you also have like, this, you know, she wants to fight, like that kind of tells us that like, you know, she hasn't actually given up, um, which is kind of, I feel like the mood for the whole song for me is like, it's very much a song of, like, someone, you know, having a hard time, but sort of saying, like, you know, it's 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 kind of a plea, but more like a, like a, like, almost like an affirmation, you know, to yourself, I feel like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, you know, her eyes are tired, nobody's on her side, she wants to feel like she did before. Like, there's just, like, so much that you could, you could read this one verse and create an entire story in your head about what this song's about, you know? For mm-hmm. sure. Do you have anything else specific about this verse? I don't think so. Nope. Okay. So then we get to the pre-chorus, which goes, She looks into her mirror, wishing someone could hear her so loud, and I need love to hold me closer in the night just enough. And then it kind of goes into the chorus. It's like the pre-chorus and the chorus are very much related, the way he sings them. Yeah. Um, so let me read the chorus as well, because they're kind of related. <clears throat> so the end of the pre-chorus says, just enough. And then the chorus um, is, I need love to hold me closer in the night, just enough to feel my body come alive. When my bones start breaking, my heart starts shaking. I need love, need love. Um, I love this pre-chorus and chorus so much, like musically and lyrically. Mm-hmm. What are your guys' thoughts? Um, yeah, I really like it. I like how he gets super quiet right yes. before the chorus punches in. Like, he sings the first of the pre-chorus normally, and then he's almost whispering the just enough, and then yes. it just punches straight into the chorus and gets really loud. Yeah, I agree. I love that. Yeah, I yeah. like that change because it has, like, similar lyrics, but then, like, the chorus is so much more intense. Yeah, it feels like it's different too. So he's still mm-hmm. talking about the narrative 
and uh, she looks into her mirror wishing someone could hear her so loud and it's like he's saying the dialogue of the girl talking to herself like I need love and then I feel like when he goes into the chorus he's dropped the narrative and he's talking about his you're like in my head (laughs) 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 like I was formulating what to say and as I'm formulating it it's coming out of your mouth (laughs) that's so beautiful But yeah, it does feel like that because like mm-hmm. it's like he's like sort of telling this story and then he's like, wait, this is my story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think the like the 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 structure of the song is done so well. I feel like because it it it's not just like loud throughout um, or like quiet throughout. Like there's so much variance in it because mm-hmm. when it starts out, you have this like very steady finger-picking rhythm on the guitar um with like this little slide and it's like very steady but also like quiet um and then when he goes into the pre-chorus it's like it's even quieter and also much lower like the like the range he sings this pre-chorus at is like it's like almost below my like abilities of singing it's like very low yeah it is really low yeah he has (laughs) he can have he can sing so low like his voice can go so deep which is one of the reasons i love it Mm-hmm. Um, and then I feel like doing that where you like, you know, go quiet in the pre-chorus and then have like a really loud chorus, it makes it all that more powerful because it's like a contrast of energy and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. It, I mean, not in the same way, but it reminds me a bit of like the chorus of Finally Free where it has the just like big, exciting chorus mm-hmm. that like you want to sing Oh, yeah. To. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I get that vibe as well from this song. Yeah. Um, what did I have to say about it? Um, oh, in the pre-chorus, I just, like, again, I had that imagery where, like, I can see her, like, I don't know. I'm sure you guys have experienced and the listeners have too. Like, where sometimes you just, like, maybe you're in a vulnerable state or you've been crying or you're just feeling really emotional and like you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like this is my face or like this is like and you're kind of looking into your soul and it just feels like you're really like stripped back and bare and it's maybe like just you in the mirror and like I can see like her like looking in the mirror feeling vulnerable like wishing something could change not like physically just just generally like wanting something to be different you know I guess I just have a really clear visual of what's happening in this song, which I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if you guys had ideas. So there's a couple lines that are um, like a little bit, uh, I don't know if ambiguous is the right word, but for example, like so loud, like um, he sings, mm. wishing someone could hear her so loud. Do you think that means like that she's loud or she wishes she could be loud? Like what do you guys um, think of when you hear that? Oh, no. Or have you thought um, about it? <clears throat> I hadn't thought about it I in that way. I did think about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, I, I guess I feel like when I hear it, I, I picture obviously someone looking in their mirror and it's like these thoughts are loud within themselves, but mm. they're not necessarily able to articulate them out to the world. So yeah. they know mm. that they're, you know, trying and fighting, but they're not necessarily projecting that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Yeah, I think it's like almost like 
another way to say like so much I think maybe like wishing someone could hear her so loud like she wishing she's wishing it so much mm-hmm. I don't know because mm-hmm. it like but it also like she wants to be loud or she's like sort of it's loud in her head but it's maybe like she's just going like oh, I want it like so much and it's like loud in her head but it's not maybe loud out loud I don't yeah. know yeah, I also really enjoy the just enough at the end of the pre-chorus. Um, yes, yeah. me too. And I need love to hold me closer in the night just enough. Um, yeah, I think it's, I mean, I like it lyrically. Um, and then I also love the way he sings it because he kind of, as mm-hmm. you were saying, he just like sings it very quietly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it like goes to like that saying that's like sometimes you only need like one person to believe in you or like... You know, if you go somewhere new, sometimes you just need one friend and that will make you be able to survive and pull through. Yeah. Because, like, once you have someone, then, like, someone's on your side, you feel, like, a thousand times stronger rather than when it's just you fighting alone, you know? Yeah. Somehow mm-hmm. having someone else makes you, like, ten times more confident, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Any more thoughts about the pre-chorus? Um... No. No, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Um, And then the chorus, which I think is my favorite part of the song. Um, Particularly, I need love to hold me closer in the night, just enough to feel my body come alive. I think is my favorite part of the song. I really, um, I really love that line, just enough to feel my body come alive. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think this line... um, just enough to feel my body come alive is my favorite from the song. I feel like it's very relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just find it very, yeah, pretty and real. Um, what about you guys? Yeah. Um, yeah, I really <laughs> like it. Sorry, I should direct yeah, my like questions it. to one of you <laughs> to make it confusing. <laughs> it's like, then we both wait and then we both speak at the same time. I'll start directing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I... I yeah, I, I like this line. I think, like, it reminds me of, like, because it's about holding someone in the night. He said that earlier. Um, I mean, that's not necessarily what it's about. But, like, I picture that it could be almost, like, someone defrosting you so you can, like, come alive and you're sort of, like, frozen. Ooh, yeah. um, or, like, it, it is the contrast of, well, if she wants to come alive, then she must be feeling kind of, like, you know, her soul has died and, like, her spirit has died and, like, just, like, one touch could make you like warm up and breathe and like breathe life back into you Mm -hmm. um so I like that and like I don't know just like you just need enough to like I don't know make you make your body come alive but there's also like I guess make my body come alive has like could be sexual as well Mm -hmm. you know like I don't know I don't get that vibe completely from the song but like I can't discount that make my body feel alive could be sexual yeah I I every time I listen to the song I go back and forth on if he's talking about um like needing like a physical love like you know sexual connection mm-hmm. with that or just he's speaking metaphorically about um you know like you said feeling maybe dead inside mm-hmm. and then feeling more of a person I guess yeah because <laughs> like in in the sexual sense it could be like like you know kind of like um what is this song uh temporary fix like you just need something to like hold you over for the night and keep you alive for the night and that'll get you through to the next morning and it might not be like 
it might just be a hookup, but in some ways that makes you feel like human connection that you're not you're not getting in your day to day or whatever. Yeah, I guess I feel like this song though is more about talking about having an overall feeling better in the long run rather than temporary. Mm -hmm. It was very, it was obviously a very sexual song. Um, it was very yeah. much just about finding a hookup. There was no real emotion connected to it at all. But he keeps mm -hmm. saying, I need love, um, hold me closer in the night, you know, that sort of thing. Um, it's still very emotional. And I don't think he's using love in the sense of just hookup. Like, I think mm -hmm. he's actually using it as a way to describe a human connection, not, ne not even necessarily romantic. Yeah. Yeah, I feel similarly. I think the song for me is all about someone feeling lonely and isolated, like from human, from like human connection. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, to me, this line makes me feel like, you know, if you have been like depressed or alone or sad and you just like haven't like touched anyone in a long time um, and like, you know, you just feel like very dead inside and then, yeah, having someone like because he says, hold me closer in the night to make my, to feel my body come alive. I just love the way that he words that too. Mm -hmm. um, I think, yeah, it definitely makes me think of just how you were saying, like human connection. Yeah. <clears throat> and then he also goes into saying, when my bones start breaking, my heart starts shaking. Um, yeah, I really like that too. Like, yeah, very much like your, your physical body, um, mm -hmm. bones and stuff. Um, it's funny when I listen to this song, like when I'm singing along to this song, I always say different lines here because <laughs> the way he sings it, like, I always want to say stop. Um, like, when my bones stop breaking. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Just the way he pronoun pronounces it. Yeah. Um, and my heart stops shaking. And I I think when I first heard that, I probably thought that's what the lyrics were. And it, like, made sense because he's saying, like, you know, when someone holds me closer and I feel my body come alive, then my bones stop breaking and my heart stops shaking but it's actually starts mm -hmm. um which is very interesting yeah I feel like it's saying like like that's when you need someone to hold you is when your bones are breaking and your heart's oh, shaking oh yeah you need love yeah yeah I like that it's like when you're falling apart yeah because like breaking bones it just feels like you're just collapsing and like sometimes when you're so devastated it just feels like your chest is ripped open and you're like your body is just falling apart. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Oh, that's interesting. That's totally not how I took it at all. Really? <laughs> I took it the opposite way. Like, yeah. It's uh, to allow uh, you to, because you're just sort of walking around feeling nothingness mm -hmm. and then your body comes alive, like your bones start to move and your heart mm -hmm. starts to beat mm -hmm. again. That's kind of how I took it. Um, yeah. But uh, I love Caitlin's Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that because I think I I thought the other way too because I had thought the lyric I thought it was stop instead of start. Um, mm. So in my mind, I was like, when your heart stops uh, shaking, but like you know, your heart shaking, I guess, could be seen as a good thing or a bad thing because it could mean like shaking in a bad way, like you're you know, yeah, wanting to cry, or it could mean in a good way, like you're excited. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I guess hearts don't really shake, so yeah, <laughs> that's up for interpretation. I could see it being like, 
too, if he's talking about, like, mental health and stuff, like, heart start shaking could be related to, like, anxiety. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just, like, heart, when your heart, like, starts racing, like, in a bad way. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because he's someone who suffers from anxiety. I wonder if that is, like, partially why that line came to him, like, you know, because... Oh, totally. You know, experienced those physical feelings before. I feel like on this song as a whole, like, you don't write a song like this about you know, someone with mental health issues trying to heal without having some experience. And I, I mean, yeah. he's, and I'm not, I don't, I'm not talking out of turn because he's admitted that he's had those issues, right? So, yeah. yeah. Um, is there anything else about this chorus? Nope. nope. All right. So now we have verse two, which goes, <clears throat> the coffee's cold He turned around and said, I hope you know, you're beautiful. Have you ever been told? She's a little shy. As he walks away, she slowly breaks a smile. The skies are blue. Haven't been for a while. What rhyming? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so um, let's go to Steph first. What what are your thoughts on this verse? Um, It's like my favorite verse in the entire album. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Didn't you say you're gonna get a tattoo of this? I want. I want to. I, my plan was to ask him to write coffee's cold oh. tattooed. Now he's not doing them anymore. Whatever. Yeah. Dog's howling again. I don't know. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yes, I really I love this line. I like how he has obviously pulled his direct inspiration for the song into this verse where he has said many times he saw the girl in the cafe mm-hmm. he looked sad whether she was actually sad or not he doesn't know but he says i write songs you know have an imagination and then he made up <laughs> this little story around when he saw the waiter laugh. um yeah so i don't know i like it i like the idea of i mean i know like maybe caitlin you and tara talked about this on the previous episode there were some people mm-hmm. who had concerns about this line about you know, kind of creepy guy coming up and being like, oh, hey, it's beautiful. And I totally, like, I get that. Nobody wants that. Um, Totally on board with you there. I don't, I don't think he meant it that way. I think, you know, maybe could he have structured it a little better? Maybe not, like, you're beautiful. Yes. Um, But I think, I don't know, I just, I like the sentiment behind it more than the actual Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like um, when I first heard this song, I didn't like this verse because of that. Because I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, why, why? Yeah. And then I heard him talk about why he wrote it, and then I was like, oh, well, that makes sense because he actually saw this happening. And then also yeah. the way that the song is written, how you know when he's in the chorus, he's talking from his own perspective, also just really changes it for me. It would be very different if the chorus was she like. You know, she needs love, she needs this. But because he changes it to I, the song yes. has, like, a very, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's very it's, personal. Yeah, and or... it's not, like, con- I want to say conspiratorial, but that's not the right word. Mm-hmm. But he's sort of saying, like, hey, we're going through this together. Like, this is things that yes. we've experienced. Like, it, it has that feeling. It's not, like, um... It's not like condescending, like, um, like, oh, this girl is, you know, sad. He's right. like, I know how you feel, and like, I've been yeah. in this situation. So, the whole feel of the song sort of makes me feel 
totally fine about this verse. Um, yeah, he's not talking down to her, right? Exactly. He's yeah. saying like, I'm on your level. I get it. Yeah. I have been there. Instead of, you know, the classic, I think even 1D have songs, the boy band song where it's like, oh God, you know, like I, I will heal all your problems. And it's like, yeah, you won't go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Caitlin, what did you think about this verse? Um, I, again, I think it's, like, strong in the imagery, um, and I like how it's, like, telling a story. Now I, like, picture this woman in, like, a coffee shop, but she's, because the coffee's cold, like, it, just that phrase gives me a whole, like, idea that maybe she's been sitting there kind of staring out thinking and, like, maybe mm-hmm. overthinking things, and her coffee's gone cold and she hasn't had any, and then... I mean, you kind of already said it. Like, I'm not a huge fan of this line. I hope you know you're beautiful. Have you ever <laughs> yeah. been told? Like, there are too many weird men who have said things to me yeah. that I have not liked for me to be like, oh, yeah, I would like this. But I get where, like, this sentiment is coming from. I just wish it was – I wish he told the story of the waiter saying something that made her laugh that didn't have to be like, oh, you're beautiful, and that's what made her feel better. Unless, you know? unless the yeah. waiter said that to her and she was like – she was, like, just so done with being harassed by men that it made her just laugh out loud. And she was just laughing so loud that this man told her she was beautiful. And I heard her laughing. that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I guess I just wish, like, maybe it was something different. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. He could have made it anything. And I just would have rather it have. Yeah not been this Uh, especially because they frame it as like she's shy and she's sad and then someone tells her she's beautiful and like that makes like things get better yeah this line is is very has very um that's what makes you beautiful vibes yes yeah 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 exactly i wonder if it was i just i just wish it was different actually (laughs) (laughs) yeah maybe (laughs) Um, but, like, I get where Niall's coming from, and I don't think that's what he's trying to convey. Yeah. Um, and, like, you often see things in romantic comedies that if they were to happen in real life, it would actually be seen as really creepy. But yeah. the way they do it in the movie, it seems, like, normalized. And I think that's what you kind of get here. Like, it doesn't come across as supposing to be creepy. But if this was to actually happen to you, if some guy came up to me while I was sitting in a coffee shop and there was, like you know you're beautiful, don't you? Did you ever know that? And I'd be like, yeah, actually, thank you. Like, yeah. Like, okay, great. I'm beautiful. Like, I knew that. Thanks. Like, yeah, like I don't know. It's just like, I don't know. I, I hate, I just don't like that. But, like, I don't want to write off the song because I mean, of that, you know? Like, I think he's trying. It's like a step. Yeah. I mean, you could also take it another way, right? So he's, he establishes the coffee is cold. So she's been sitting there a while. Um, it's not necessarily that this person's a stranger, right? She could have been sitting there with him. Right? They couldn't know each other. Yeah. I mean, right? We don't have all the context there, so. But yeah, yeah I agree. He could have just, he could have worded it differently, and then that's, we wouldn't have to say, well, there is this unfortunate side to it. He could have just worded it all together. And if he'd had a female songwriter help him on this one, this line probably wouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting how much I can change, like, how much I change meanings of songs for me, because... Like, now that we're talking about it, I remember how much I didn't like this this line. But now it totally doesn't bother me because when I hear this song, I think of it as being about Niall. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think we sort of talked about it 
a while ago is kind of like a joke almost, but now that's how I hear the song when I listen to it. So when I hear like um, he turned around and said, I hope you know you're beautiful, I'm envisioning Niall at a coffee shop being sad and someone says like, you know, you're beautiful to Niall and then it makes yeah. me feel better. And like I've made that so much like my narrative of the song that I like forget <laughs> that that's not actually what the song's about. But I think he wouldn't. He wouldn't be upset by that, right? Because right. he has said time and time again, my songs are your songs and for you to interpret them however you want. So, and I take it very much to my own life, right? I had a very mm-hmm. similar situation like this where my husband told me I was beautiful and that made me feel better. So yeah. <laughs> that's what I thought of the first time I heard that lyric. So, you know, connect me with it. Yeah. And I also used to think the line was everywhere I've been told. Um, everywhere I've been told yeah I I thought it said he turned around and said I hope you know you're beautiful everywhere I've been told (laughs) and like I knew (laughs) (laughs) yeah well that's why I was like it's about Niall because everywhere he goes these people are like oh Niall's so beautiful and then he meets him and he's like everywhere I've been told (laughs) (laughs) these people won't shut up about how beautiful you are (laughs) i didn't actually think that was the lyric but like that's what i heard right and i was like i don't know what this lyric is (laughs) (laughs) so i just have this whole narrative in my head and niles at a coffee shop and and he's sad and this guy walks in and he's like oh you're that guy who everyone is always talking about And then he was like, actually, you are really beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and then Niall has a better day. <laughs> um, any more thoughts about this verse? Um, I just like the end of it where he says, the skies are blue, haven't been for a while. Everything else yeah. notwithstanding, that's just, it's very pretty imagery. And I think he did a good job with that. Yeah, I like that a lot, too. Definitely. So <clears throat> the rest of the song um, pretty much repeats what we've already heard. So we have the second pre-chorus, which goes, she looks into her mirror, wishing someone could hear her so loud. And then the chorus, I need love to hold me closer in the night, just enough to feel my body come alive. When my bones start breaking, my heart starts shaking. I need love, need love. Um, so that is um, pretty much the same as the first one, except that <clears throat> the um, pre-chorus is a lot shorter. And then um, we have a bridge where there's some oh woes. <laughs> and then he says, she closed the door. She hides behind the face. Nobody knows. She feels her skin touch the floor. And then we go back into the last chorus, which is the same as the other ones. So I thought this was interesting because he takes um, he takes a lyric from <clears throat> the first verse and adds it into this um, into this last um, this little bridge, um, which I like. The she hides behind the face, nobody knows. She feels her skin touch the floor. He kind of repeats that because that was what he said in verse mm-hmm. one, and then he adds yeah. it back in here. Yeah, I think like that's that. cool. Um, Steph, what are your thoughts on this ending of the song, the chorus, um, bridge chorus? Uh, the bridge is cool, like the rolling 
kind of waves of the oh, those yeah they sound really cool um i like that Mm -hmm. he brought back the lyrics from the beginning it's interesting that he placed them here in the bridge so it's like she felt better after you know talking to that guy but it wasn't it was temporary so it it shows right that it's not Mm -hmm. always it's not linear like i feel sad and then something happens and i feel better and now i'm better like you can feel better momentarily and then think back into feeling sad that it's is it work in progress basically so i thought yeah i wish that i wish he had shown a little bit of growth like Mm -hmm. even though even if it wasn't like as a result of that guy Mm -hmm. and like i'm the one on the side saying like you can't get fixed by one compliment (laughs) (laughs) i I still wish that like i i don't know i love when they change up things just slightly Uh, so it would have been cool to like maybe like now she looks in the mirror and like smiles because like i don't know something where I don't know, there's, like, maybe a half smile or she takes a breath and, like, she's, like, I don't know, something where it might show, like, a little bit of hope more so than ending they do in country on songs. the sad. Yeah. There's hope. Yeah, totally. You're right, Lucia. They do that in country Yeah, country songs, they do that all the time. Like, the, yeah. the last, uh, the ending of the song will, like, totally change. Like, the, they change the whole story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. Like, I feel like sometimes in One Direction songs or they would change up a lyric or something mm-hmm. and it would it would put a new spin on it in the end. Yeah. And I like that about yeah, it. Yeah, I can totally see that. Personally, I like the song the way it is because I enjoy the sentiment um, of being yeah. like, I need love, I need someone to hold me closer. And, like, I like that sentiment and I also think it's one of those songs that, like, I can listen to when I'm in that mood and it makes me feel better because I mm-hmm. feel less alone. And I think if the lyrics had changed to be like, you know, now she feels better. Now she does have someone. Then it would kind of bum me out because I would be like, well, I don't feel better. <laughs> yeah. So I like it. I mean, I feel like I, something just like super small though, like not like everything's fixed, but I don't know, something that like a breath would be mm. good, like taking a deep breath because that means like you still have things to go, but like you're stopping to take a breath. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Do either of you have anything else um, specific to the lyrics? No. Nope. Okay. What about music-wise? I know we talked a little bit about the music while we were going over the lyrics, um, but is there anything else um, that, like, stood out to you or any other feelings you have about the music, Steph? Um, (laughs) You're calling us out now. (laughs) Um... I think this is the only one on his album where you can actually hear his finger move on the guitar string. Mm. And I think that's at the beginning. That's at the beginning of this one. Um, I don't think there's another song on his album where you can hear that. Maybe on this town. How did they get away with it in this I know. Maybe it was deliberate because the girl is imperfect. And so, Ah, or maybe I'm giving him too much credit. (laughs) (laughs) This song starts out with like a a slide and it's a pretty long slide Mm. um, because he's on like the fourth, I think he's on like the fourth fret because I've tried to cover this song and then he goes like four or five frets up and I think it's like impossible to hide that's the sound, that sound. Mm. (laughs) Well, that worked because I liked it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but I wonder, that's probably partially why I like the song more, too, because it has, it's, like, harder to hide those little, mm-hmm. little bits. 
Yeah, it's just interesting. The guitar's wide in the beginning. Right? I just I like I that it. riff. It's very. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really don't know anything about music, but it sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Caitlin. What about you? Do you have musical thoughts? Um, not so much, but like it reminds me of similar like One Direction music style. Mm-hmm. I think like maybe on four ish. Yeah, yeah, I think it would totally fit on four, and I think that's probably he, Julian Benetta, right, and mm-hmm. John mm-hmm. Ryan or Jamie Scott. Jamie Scott, this one, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's the one you guys. Yeah, Jamie so. Scott wrote "Story of My Life." Oh yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, this one's, this one's good. Um, Is there any specific one D songs that it reminds you of? Um, I mean, thematically, it reminds me of Diana. But a more mature, oh, a more yeah. mature version of it. I don't really like Diana very much yeah. musically really? or lyrically. I think I like Diana more than this one. Like wow. you like Diana more than this song, Caitlin? Musically or lyrically yeah. or both? <laughs> In general, <laughs> they have very different vibes for sure. Like um, they do. Yeah. yeah. Um. I don't, I mean, it kind of re- reminds me sonically of Illusion a little bit. <laughs> yeah? I don't know. What? Like, I think, really? It doesn't hit you guys that well, way? Well, I don't like that song. I, well, love, song. I <laughs> love this song. Or like, maybe like, illusion, Spaces, so. Spaces, Once in a Lifetime. I think, yeah, I, feel like- I could see that with um, Once in a Lifetime, kind of. I don't know what it is about yeah. that. Maybe it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know anything about that. I mean, not like e, lyrically, but. Not lyrically, but the way that it's yeah. structured and, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like it could fit in with that. Yeah, I think this song definitely could fit in on four for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like Midnight Memories, I think. Yeah, been, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fine on. Um, yeah, I um, have played this song a bit. It's hard to play because it has that slide I was talking about. And it's, like, mm-hmm. really hard to um, to do the slide without hearing it. Because, like, when I do it, you hear this, like, screech on the guitar strings as I'm, like, sliding. <laughs> Give the people what they want. <laughs> Give us those no, screeches, no, 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 no. okay? That's not what you want. <laughs> you don't know I that. Know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I like, I, I, I really like the way that they do the guitar because it has in the, the whole pre, the whole like intro and the verses, um, are just this slide sort of over and over again. It goes just back and forth Mm -hmm. between basically two chords. Um, and then, you know, in the chorus, it breaks out into like, you know, very fast strumming. Um, and that's like, I think that's kind of probably my favorite like song structure, for guitar songs mm-hmm. um is that sort of like finger picking or like little slide stuff and then like into like a really fast heavy chorus um yeah and then I was int- listening to the studio version with headphones and just trying to like um listen for stuff that I like hadn't heard before and they actually do this really interesting thing where um they so you have Niall singing and then in the background you have what sounds like his voice being echoed. Um, but in this, it kind of has like a weird effect on it. Like it almost sounds underwater. 
And it's, like, quite faint, so it doesn't necessarily, like, something that you notice. But if you're listening for it, you can hear it. Um, yeah, I definitely did you? that. I, I, I said it, I kind of, like, almost, like, um, meet me in the hallway type mm, sound. Yeah. Because I feel like that sounds, like, really underwater. Yeah, now. I feel like they must have added that just to, like, add to the sort of full, like, loud feeling of the chorus. Um, but I thought that was really mm-hmm. cool. For sure. <clears throat> yeah. Um, is there anything else musically that either of you wanted to mention? Nope. Nope. Okay. Um, if you had to rate this song out of 10, and I guess we're doing it on a, on a Nile scale, so like out of everything that Nile's released, do you feel like you'd have a mm-hmm. rating for the song? Let's go to Caitlin this time. Um, I would put this one out of all of Nile's songs, maybe at like a five or six. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> well, like if I were to rate all of them, it would, I Wait, don't know. Just, where, I just mean, there's a lot of songs on his. What, what, what is, what would you rate number? Give us one that you would rate as like number one or rate one at a time. Well, like my favorite. I mean, 10 out well, of 10. My favorites so would be. Would be like on my own, slow hands. Like, I even despite the stupid, like, I love the sound of seeing blind, but I don't like some mm-hmm. of the lyrics. Like, just sonically, I like the that. And then ones. some of the ones that fall on my lower half would be Mirrors and the Tide. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, too much to ask. So, like, if I would think they would <sighs> fall in my lower half if I were to, we haven't ever ra- ranked all Nile songs, have we? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. But, like, that doesn't mean it's a bad song. Just, like, out of his songs, right. I would probably put it, like, a five or a six. Yeah. Compared to, like, some of the other ones that I like more. I don't know. <laughs> That's don't okay. Don't be mad at me, people. No one's mad. <laughs> Steph, what about you? Um, I would give it, like, a nine or a 9.5. <laughs> it's yeah. one of my favorites on the album. I think, emotionally, it's my favorite on the album. It's the song that I personally most connect with um yeah. so mm-hmm. i rate it highly in that way yeah so i, w- I would say probably nine or 9.5 the only song on his album i'd give a 10 to is paper houses interesting Aww. i give slow See, that hands one's one of my high ones. <laughs> slow hands is really fun um i would give this song i would give this song a 9.5 to 10 out of 10 honestly I love yeah. this song. I think the only the only thing I would take away from it is the um the you know uh I hope you know you're beautiful. But when I listen to it and I think it's Nile, then that doesn't bother me at all. So then it's a ten out of ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If there was not that one small thing that I'm like, mm, I would give it ten out of ten. But there's always room for improvement anyways. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I feel like we already talked about our favorite lyrics but just to reiterate what is each of your favorite favorite lyrics from this song uh Steph I will go with the coffee's cold obviously because I'm currently drinking coffee that is cold because it has been sitting here (laughs) which is something I always do whenever we're recording that's always the case (laughs) do you need one of us to tell you you're beautiful now (laughs) I already know that that's how you feel perfect (laughs) yeah Caitlin what's your favorite line um, I think I'm gonna go with she feels her skin touch the floor just for mm-hmm. its uh creepy vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> you like the alien story. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
I think mine is, um, I, well, it's, it's just enough to feel my body come alive, but in conjunction with saying I need love first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. And this song was never, was this song on radio ever? I don't follow radio, so like I never know. No, I started listening to the radio these past couple days because I've been driving a car that doesn't have like any way to connect because it's old mm. like so it doesn't connect to like my phone which is how I usually do it yeah um and usually then I'll just play my phone out loud but I've been in the car with my siblings so I'm just like oh I'll just put it on the radio and honestly every song is so terrible there I'm like thank god that I don't usually listen to this oh, wow. I don't know I was not a fan there were a lot of white men songs and I was like this is boring af Interesting, yeah. <laughs> but I don't think this ever went to the radio. No, it's not. And, even then, just... and then Ariana Grande would be like the light in the darkness. Yes. She was <laughs> the only one who else got radio play. Her music is good. Um, this song's not even on the standard edition of his album. It's a bonus track. <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. I <laughs> completely forgot about that because I have... Um... I have like his album saved on Spotify and I just have hmm. the deluxe version. Yeah. Yeah. So I me too. forget that there's other versions. I mean, it's interesting. I only just now listen that, on like Fulton. So <laughs> yeah, me too. And now that everything's so digital, I feel like, like who is listening to the standard version of an album? Right. Yeah. Right. Like, the only time I listened that? was when I listened on um, the vinyl, which has just the oh, bass yeah. band. But he released this song on a special EP for that the record yeah. 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 So he released a special, uh, a, I forget what it's called, but the single of it uh-huh. mm-hmm. uh, with On My Own and yeah. Slow Hands and maybe On The Loose, I don't remember, on uh, this four track special vinyl from Yeah. Okay. So there we yeah. go once again, Justice to the Side, which he's never Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like if this song had been released like as a single, I honestly feel like it would have done well. I think it Yeah, has... I think so too. Yeah, I think it's like a good like pop song. I think it has like strong lyrics. It's got like a strong melody. I think it would have done well. Yeah. And people I think would have connected with it. Yeah. 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 But he didn't I can't I don't know his thought process in some of the things he chose for the standard edition versus bonus tracks. Like yeah. It's very odd to me. <laughs> yeah, I honest I I often don't understand that. Like like people's choices of singles and um that kind of thing. Like I'm often confused by those decisions. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't yeah. know. What. They make very bad decisions most <laughs> of the time. Yeah, it's strange. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm really glad that this song made it on the deluxe, at least, version of this album mm-hmm. because um, I think it it brings a lot to the album as a whole because it's, like, it's one of those songs that it's, like, that perfect combination of, like, um, of, like, emotional and sad but, like, upbeat and encouraging at the same time. Like, it's definitely a song that's, like, obviously about someone being sad and lonely, but, like, it doesn't – you don't listen to it and, like, you don't want to – when you listen to it, you don't want to, like – you know, sit there and cry. <laughs> like, you yeah. want to sing along to it really loudly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a lot of the other songs on this album are um, a lot quieter, I feel like. I mean, yeah. I know there's a good amount of of more upbeat songs too, but I think this one is important. 
Um, well, and it works with the theme, right? Like if it yeah. fits in with him being heartbroken and then mm-hmm. now he's got this song about feeling numb to the world and a slight depression and screaming, mm-hmm. literally screaming about needing love. It yeah. fits in really well. It does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It really does. I really hope that when he tours again, he'll keep this song in the set list. Oh, he I know. another album. Yeah. Um, he probably will, given that so many people love yeah. it. Yeah. I'm stressed yeah. already thinking about, like, the songs that are going to be the dropped for oh. Harry's and Niall's next tour. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We're going to have to have a discussion on that one. Ooh, for yeah. sure. I, really I mean, like... Oh. <laughs> I feel like yeah. that's one of like, I can't... I think that's probably on the chopping block. Yeah, I think probably. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's ones I wouldn't mind getting rid of, but then there's ones that like could get, you could end up getting rid of. And like, those are the best ones. Like, here's the thing. He's never going to get rid of Flickr. Mm, Right. (laughs) We all know that that's not my favorite. (laughs) 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 <laughs> I didn't know you didn't you weren't that into Flickr. I'm not like not even in my top five. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It would definitely be my picture taking song if I didn't feel like I was gonna get shanked by him. <laughs> <laughs> I who was it that the there was some artist you like messaged about like the forcing everyone to deliver their phones in or something. Oh, who did that? Yeah, Jack did that? White. Oh, yeah. White yeah. yeah, his concert That's here. the Nile show that I want to oh, go to. Oh, God. Strongly <laughs> 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 worded letter to him. <laughs> and the Harry show. Just, <sighs> just me, Harry, no cell phones. <laughs> that is my ideal concert. Yeah, this is just a very divisive ball. topic. Um, Me and the rest of the crotchety people who hate <laughs> people with it's, phones. It's interesting because comedy um, comedians, it's a very common thing yeah. um, when you go to a comedy show that they actually, they have you, they take your phone or they have you pull your phones and, you know, your basket or like you're not yeah. allowed to, to film. And it's because mm-hmm. what was happening is like people would go to a comedy show and film it and then everyone who would come the next night, they'd already have heard all the jokes. So like people wouldn't laugh because they right. already knew the punchlines. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah so I wonder yeah. I wonder if that will ever make its way into concerts I mean I know people can like oh, have a viewpoint and then it makes it you know like like Niall the fact that everyone knows that Niall isn't into it I think had an effect because even at my shows I noticed like less people were filming than normal and then when you go on on YouTube to try and find live versions of his songs yeah. there's barely anything there like when I was trying yeah. I was trying desperately to find a, a good cover of Dancing in the Dark there's like maybe two videos period of him even playing that song which is crazy well there should be a good um, one from amsterdam though because that's when he did the live stream that's i think that's the one i have yeah that's yeah. I like. yeah you have the audio i do I yes yeah okay yeah steph sent us over like uh all of the all of niles covers for our last episode which was very lovely well i mean i have all the live versions for um um for the whole show nice yeah so if you want it i'll send it to you or anyone in talk direction line that's Um, like niall live in amsterdam by steph (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) oh if he would just give me like a photo pass 
pictures for the first couple songs, I would put my camera away. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Maybe like what he can do is do like you know how artists these days do some of those like album released ones, like like you know, Taylor Swift and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he could have an album release thing where you invite like you know 50 people and then you don't have phones and you can get that experience so that you can feel like people are really listening and then you know have the experience of a concert where people are allowed to use their phones yeah you know yeah Yeah. i feel like something where like he can get what he wants but then yeah i feel like like make it accessible to everyone i feel like this would be a good tddl topic honestly because I feel like I want to keep saying things about it, but I'm like, mm, we could talk about this for a long time. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. It's a really divisive topic, and I have very conflicting feelings about it, honestly. Yeah. 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 But back to Mirrors, do we have any final thoughts on this song? Oh, I didn't pick one of you. Um, Steph. <laughs> uh, I just, I really love it. That's all. It's just yeah. a very... It's a good song to have in my car blaring at the end of the day on my drive home and like scream and sing along to when I feel very stressed out and I feel like Niall just gets me mad. Yeah. <laughs> Niall gets me mad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've I've liked hearing um your perspectives, both of you. I was gonna say your guys's perspective, but I know that's grammatically incorrect. But I've liked <laughs> I know. It's just so much more natural. I've liked hearing both of your perspectives on the song and like it's good to be with people who really love the song mm-hmm. and like have that dynamic. So I appreciate that in our discussion. Yeah, it's been so fun having this um discussion and having you on stuff. It's weird because I keep feeling like it can't have been that long. It feels like we've been talking for five minutes, but we've been almost talking for an hour and a half. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah. Oh, it's been more, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Right. It's 6.17. Yeah. It's like two hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> what? Yes, we, well, maybe we started over recording at different Yeah, we started recording later, oh. but Uh-oh. we've definitely... <laughs> I made a mistake. <laughs> What happened? Well, I guess I got the time wrong because I thought we've been recording for an hour and 20 minutes. Oh, no. It's been two hours and 20 minutes. Well, folks, I hope you've enjoyed this long episode of Top Direction. (laughs) Okay, let's move it along then. Um, Recommendations this week. I'm going to recommend that if Troy Sivan goes on another tour, I mean, he will. When he goes on another tour, go see him. His live show was freaking amazing. I went twice, two nights in a row, which I never do because I'm old. But I went to his first show on Thursday and me and my friend were like, this is so good. We need to come back tomorrow. So we got tickets for for night two. And it was just thoroughly enjoyable. His dancing is amazing. He's like a sex god. He's met amazing. Like just everything about this show is so good. He's he does these like hip rolls, like these body rolls that are just like I want to take dance classes from him, honestly. Um, and his whole aesthetic, like I want um, Harry to take some cues from him because he has this point piece in his show where he lies down on a couch and he's like singing on the couch upside down and there's like lamps. It's amazing. So that's my recommendation for this week. Um, Caitlin, do you have a recommendation for us? Yeah, my recommendation for you this week is to um, 
boycott Victoria's Secret because of their transphobic and fatphobic comments. Already on it. <laughs> their latest interview, it was disgusting. Oh, so gross. boycott them. I will continue my boycott of them because yeah, exactly. I don't stop Me there too. anywhere. <laughs> Same. I don't know if I've ever bought anything from there. I don't think so. I, I've bought from their pink line before, but yeah, mm-hmm. but not recently. <laughs> yeah. Mostly because it's expensive and I'm cheap. No. Yes, agreed. <laughs> and underwear, that's no good. Um, my, my recommendation is not expensive underwear. That's so good. It, um, everyone should go see the um, Queen movie, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, I'm going Sunday. Oh, you are going to love it. I've seen it twice already. Really? <laughs> I'm so excited. It's so good. Um, and then my secondary recommendation would be to listen to the soundtrack after that. You don't need me for that because once you see the movie, you'll want to do, <laughs> all you'll want to do is listen to Queen because that's all I do now is listen to Queen. <laughs> that's good to know. I'm excited yeah. to see it. But Caitlin, it's, are you going to see it? Yeah, I think so. I've heard that the director was pretty terrible and also what? was accused of sexual abuse oh, no. and also like sexual abuse to children. Oh, no. So I'm like, uh, I don't like that aspect of what? it. Didn't they get rid of? Didn't they get rid of that guy partway through though? Yeah, partway through, but they hired him in the first place when these accusations have gone back to like 1994. Oh. So it's like not even new. So like that really sucks yeah, that sucks. Hollywood is like that. But like. I would still like to see it. I also heard it wasn't really representative so much of his life, and it, like, really, uh, like, didn't focus on his queerness and stuff, which um, was disappointing. So I, I I had heard that. I don't, after seeing it, I don't agree with that. Really? <laughs> yeah, I, I okay, well, that makes me feel a bit better. There is, I mean, it's not a movie about Freddie Mercury. It's a movie about Queen. So it's not going right. to be deeply about his, sexuality or that so it, it goes into that and they certainly do not shy away from that but the story is not about that but it yeah i i thought they i mean i'm not a queer person so take my recommendation on that with a grain of salt but i thought it was handled right. okay <laughs> i thought it was fine okay. <laughs> yeah well, i i like want to i want to see it because like i love musical movies i just like you know i'm disappointed in some aspects yeah. but like i'm probably gonna see fantastic beasts too which i also have lots of problems yeah with, so. yeah me too yeah yeah but the movie was good um you know and the queen music is good and i mean rami malik was amazing as freddie mercury so yeah i heard he did like an amazing yeah job. he's incredible so yeah. it's good cool that's my recommendation awesome i'll be seeing it on sunday i'll let you know Caitlin, how I feel about it if you haven't seen it yet. All right, cool. <laughs> let me know too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just love want to hear your perspective. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, we'd love to hear your guys' feedback. There we go with you guys again. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, we would love to hear your feedback about the show and your opinions on anything we discussed today. Please feel free to send us news stories or anything One Direction related you would like to hear us talk about on future episodes. Um, thank you so much for listening to episode 155 of Talk Direction. And Steph, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, you can find <laughs> us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. <clears throat> Email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. Find us on Tumblr at talkdirection.tumblr.com. And that is also where you can go to find the extended version of our show notes with links to our recommendations 
And you can also find us on Instagram at Talk Direction. You can follow me individually at Lucia O, L-U-C-C-I-A-O-H on Instagram or Twitter. And Caitlin, where can they find you? I am at Caitlin I.R. Foster, and that's C-A-I-T-L-I-N on both Twitter and Instagram. And Steph, do you have a Instagram or Twitter you would like to share with the listeners? Um, yeah, I have my personal Twitter and Instagram. It's Sakabell, S-A-K-A-B-E-L-L-E. And then my art one for my pins and whatever else is designed yes. by Saka, which I'm sure everyone who listens to the podcast knows. But you've dropped a whole bunch of new pins in the last couple days and they're amazing. Yes, I, I put on I don't know how many you've actually released and which ones I've just seen behind the scenes, <laughs> but I know you released uh, yes, yes. <laughs> a new one. Better T V D, but yes, I did drop everyone. Yeah, cool. <laughs> um, you can head on over to patreon.com slash talk direction to hear um, TDDL, which we will be doing with Steph today. And honestly, the topic is TBD because we have a lot of things we need to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> um, might be a long one. We'll see. Um, anyways, you can rate and review and subscribe on iTunes um, and SoundCloud. I'm Lucia. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Steph. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 156. Bye. Bye.